Blog Talk Radio. Welcome tonight to the A&R Hollywood A-Listers podcast on Be Ready for the Moment, powered by Talk to Shaylin, Shaylin Media Network, Power 104, and our sponsors, Moreno BHLV, the number one sparkling wine, and Hair by Shaylin. Tonight we have Pamela Brown, which is one of the top music managers in the business for the past 20 years, hailing out of New York City for a company, PB Music Management. Pamela, we are excited to have you on the podcast tonight. Welcome to the team. Hello, everybody. Good. Sam, Hello. Um, tonight, we, yeah, I'm right. Sam, can you hear me? Oh, yes, I hear you. Yeah, 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 definitely. So everybody's listening. It's just you and I live, though. Um, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So, Pam, tonight we're going to discuss, you know, your career, how you got started, um, the people that you're helping, um, your views on the music business, and just what artists should look for, artist development, things that can help them, things that can hurt them. You know, these are the things that we want to talk about tonight. You have a wealth of knowledge, and we want to really – put these things into motion because we have a lot of artists listening tonight. We have a lot of different businesses listening tonight, other managers um, that have artists that they're grooming or want to groom. So um, tell us, Pam, like a little bit about your career, how you got started in the business, and just a little bit, kind of like a brief bio about yourself. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Pamela Brown, um, CEO slash founder of PD Music Management from out of New York. Um long time ago, I've always been in love with music, you know, all types of music, never discriminated on just one particular type of music. I love folk music, whatever. Okay, as long as I know it, it makes sense, I'm with it. That's the way I've always been. Um, dealing with the music industry, um, since I've been in it, it's just, it, it's a learning path of understanding of um, with the business side of the music that these artists out here are producing. You know, a lot of them don't understand um, the knowledge of it and stuff, you know, so that's why, you know, they have to have somebody to guide them that understands, you know, at least somewhat of what the music industry is about. Um. The artists I um been working with. Well, more so. Oh, I'm sorry, Pam. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, 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 but more so. Talk about your start in the business, as far as I mean. I know you always had a love for music, but you know, talk about some of the things that you did to kind of earn your stripes, and you know, just some other highlights that you have as far as oh, you know, network. What you <laughs> network is number one. Number one on the um set. You have to network. I mean, I've done a lot of networks since I was younger, you know, um, going to the clubs, being invited to certain parties, um, introducing yourself <clears throat> to all the label heads, people that's within the industry, the um, the entertainment world, the industry itself, just the entertainment world, you know. Um, it goes in all areas, you know, that's. That's the music, the um, the movies, the commercials, the endorsements. The list goes on. So you have to get put in mm-hmm. all those areas. Mhm. 
And when you say network, what exactly do you mean when you say networking? Like, what do you mean when you say network? Well, what I mean... Like, what's what your I definition think, of that? Well, my definition is, say, for instance, I'm going to an event, um, uh, fashion show, I'm just saying, right? Um, I go there, and I get myself invited, right? I go there, I start introducing myself um, to various people, finding out what is their line of work, what are they here for? And then I explain what I what I do, and how we combine, you know, some way, somehow combine whatever they're doing with whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's for the artist to grow. You know, to get more recognized. They're not just can be recognized being on a showcase or whatever. Now they're being recognized, um, working into the fashion world. You know. Okay. Um, it could go as in for them just performing or even walking down the aisle wearing their products. Okay. What's been some of the, I guess you can say, because you've been very successful, let's talk about the artist development and just different parts of the okay. business that, that that you've been involved in. From a management perspective, what does your company um, offer to a client, to a, to a potential indie artist or musician, you know, from a management perspective, what goes into the details of what you actually do? Well, um, first of all, I asked them um, from the gate once they asked for management, um, what have they been doing lately? So I know what angle I need to go with them. You know, um, that consists of their music, um, where they doing their music at, you know, what they recording, their production, who's doing their production. You know, I need mm-hmm. to know these people that I could speak to them and find out how good is their production. Is their production good enough for this artist to um put their stuff on the radio or even perform it just as well? You know, so those are areas I definitely have to work with with them because a lot of them are beginners. A lot of them are beginners. They don't even know the business side of um um being an artist. So I, I had to teach them to know how to um, carry themselves, um, keep track of where, where their music is at, making sure that their stuff is copywritten and sent to a program that's ASCAP, BMI, or things like that is very important. Then I, um, I take them, once I start seeing that they're improving with their music, then I test drive and take them to a showcase and see how well they perform with their song they produce. Okay. And, now, um, now, do you work with artists that do not that 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 does not have a that if they don't have a budget? It's a coin. It's a coin. I could teach them how to um, market themselves so they'd be able to have a budget. Explain that. Okay. Um, say for instance if they um I'm just gonna use um a A list um um artist, um say Jay Z, right? With Jay Z he could market himself by putting his um label that's his name, that's his stage name on T shirts, hats. Put it put it on the internet. Know how to um sell it on the internet. 
You mean Jay-Z now or Jay-Z 20 years ago? Which Jay-Z? Jay-Z like 20 years ago when he was starting. So you're saying that's the way he started? Well, basically he started, you know, doing just music until he started, you know, got his foot like 10 years down the line. He started seeing that he became a businessman. Right. Not just more. Not, now it's just beyond just the music now. So now he want to take his um his um his whole idea of his artistry. Now he want to take it to a, a different level of marketing himself. He came up with different kind of products of selling. Mm-hmm. And this is what I try to teach them this as well too. It's not all about just the music. It's all about making money off of what you do. And who you are. So artists comes to you, no budget. They have great talent. Um, obviously, you want to promote them, market them. Obviously, some things you can cover. You would tell X Y Z artists. What's the first thing you would tell that artist to do? Like, like what's I guess what I'm saying? What's some of the fundamentals? Let's say one or two, three fundamentals that you put in place when you're actually working with any artist, especially any artist. Like somebody say, I want to, I want you to manage me. Mm-hmm. What are some of the fundamentals that you tell them that they have to do in order to function with you? Well, number one, um, for me to take a step forward with an artist, I don't really have too much of a budget. and stuff. Um, I do have an artist development um, contract. It's a non-bonding contract. You know, it's just for six months. You see how well they do. Um, nine times ten, I will be the one that's gonna um, um, put up the funds if it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And then um, second thing is once they agree on um, taking this to that level, then we're gonna um, start putting him, you know, he or she into a show. You know that I'm gonna fund. And so, see, I, 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 it has to be something about them for me to wanna um, put up any money, any revenue towards the artist, one hundred percent. It have to be something about them. They, they music have to be that I can see it going a long way. Yeah, of course. I, know I, mean, I could trust I mean, him. I could trust him mm-hmm. enough to want to ride out with this because this is your career, it's not mine. Right. So, okay, they signed the agreement six months. They're working with you. Um, mm-hmm. From an aspect, explain your process from an artist development perspective because we know you got artist development. They got to go in the studio. They look. Mm-hmm. The image. Just, just, just kind of go over some of the things that you really put into, some of the things that you focus on when you initially, like what's your examination process? I guess that's the best way to put it. Okay. Well, my examination is making sure the business side of um, um, of what they're trying to do with their music um, is being taken care of, making sure that they have their stuff copyrighted. They have to send me all their paperwork towards um, anything that's dealing with their tracks. Mm-hmm. Right? Um then once I see that's being, um, you know, that's already in the process and already done, then um, I start discussing what their future is going to be, um, you know, with me, what I'm going to do with them. That's in um, start um, um, 
sending their music to different internet radio stations and see what kind of reactions we get with them. Then um, I start taking them to, um, I call them minor showcases, you know, for upcoming artists um, that's trying to get their foot in the door. You know, see how they stage the um, um, performances. And um, could they um, collab with um, other people? Other people, um, if they could actually perform a track with a band that's um, doing the music behind them. It's it's a lot. It's a lot just to see how far they want to go with this. Um, Basically, once once I see them improving with that statue, then I take them to bigger shows that's more of a bigger crowd. Now I want to see how they're going to react towards the crowd and the crowd react towards them. Then I start introducing them to um, people that's within the industry, and then they're going to start asking for them to be being interviewed, come to a show of theirs, or do a walkthrough, or even perform. Do you have a particular type artist you deal with genre-wise? Like, do you deal with, you know, hip-hop, R&B? Like, what, what genres of music do you deal with? Or do you deal with everybody? Well, I, like I said before, I don't discriminate. So um, if their music is um, up to par and I see what they already have been doing with themselves and their numbers is, um, you know, particularly all right, then I don't mind working with them. Now, if it's something that's out of the United States that I don't understand, I have people that got um, translated to me. Made me understand okay. what, what their music is, um, you know, what they're trying to say, what their message is. So from an international artist perspective, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Right, okay. Yes, yes, because I do deal with um, international artists. Right. Now, as I'm trying of, to bring one out here now. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, when I'm it comes to, to the, you, mm-hmm. now when it comes to the TV management brand and you're working with artists, from the aspect of a lot of artists, they want to do shows, they want to do shows, they want to do shows. What's your, how do you prepare artists to be ready to take shows? And then once they take shows, what's that process like as far as how they get booked? How should they approach it? You know, how should they approach, you know, a club venue to get booked? Like, explain your process of helping them get venues and get show dates. Um. Well, um, like like I said again, I take them to several shows. I take them step by step. I take them from small to bigger shows to see how the crowd reacts and see how the way they promote themselves while they um before and after their performances. Um, that's when you start seeing within the social media and um they either emailing some kind of way they contacting us and saying that they would love to come and see them again. So that's when I start um, trying to find, or they self um, find auditions where um, they have to perform in front of people, you know, a couple of people that's judges, and they get picked to either do a tour. Like we have one coming up April, um, April 13th. We have an audition for a Philly tour that's going on, a Philadelphia tour that's going on. And what is the Philly tour going to be like? It's going to be in what type of venues and for how long? Um, that's what I don't know yet. Until until we um go to the audition 
and most likely all, all the artists I, I'm bringing here, they're going to um get picked. They're going to get picked and stuff because I already sent the music and stuff, so they they were loving them already. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an artist that's in Harlem. He um he's really fairly, fairly, fairly um recognized, especially in um Harlem, New York. He's definitely very recognized out there. A lot of people know who he is. He performed a lot of places, different places, um, before he met me and while we together. And I have um, my artist in Canada, that's Jay, um, Jay Good. It's stuff Jay Good is awesome. Both. Yes, yes, that's my boy right there. Um, He's been performing um, in various places out there in Canada, Toronto, in, in within that area and stuff. So he's awesome. He came out here last summer. He performed, and a lot of people was enjoying that because it's a different sound from what they usually hear, the New York sound. When I start seeing the artists um um or um expanding their horizons with their music, then I start taking them out of state and let them feel the competition that's a little bit different than what they used to. So they'll know how to um collab with uh, a different kind of crowd. You know, is um like I always explain to them that I could send your music to a million radio radio stations, but they want to see you perform too. So they don't know if you're good enough to send you on, who knows, six months tour, three months tour, or whatever consistent. Right. So in your right, so let's kind of um, let's kind of discuss this part here. Artists are always looking for, you know. Um, the big payoff, the big payday. What yes, do artists need to What do artists need to focus on in the beginning in order to put themselves in a position to get paid? Making sure their production is um somewhat perfection, because um ain't nobody gonna listen to um some stuff that sound like they just recorded off a a, a, um, a tape recorder or something. Mm-hmm. They're not going to listen to that. They have to make sure that they go into the right studios and give them the production that they need. That's you know, with that's within their range. And then they, um, once they they performances wise, oh, because a lot of them don't know how to perform. They just go with their music per se, and then a lot of them they um they perform really well with their music, and that shows um a lot about their artistry of becoming a, a real artist when you know how to perform and grasp that crowd and keep that crowd coming and want to keep coming back to see you more and more and more. So basically they just don't have a lot of artist development from that perspective. Yeah, a lot of them really don't. A, re- a lot of them really don't. You know, from mm-hmm. how the way they um, present themselves, that's what they're clothing, their attitude. Um, you know the attitude towards the crowd, the attitude towards their music. You know you gotta have, you gotta be very passionate of what you do to be able to be successful. Mhm. I agree. And, you know that's, that's very important. My artist development or letting them know that. Uh, I tell them study the other um um mainstream artists that's out here. I said study them. 
understand why they where they at, how they get there. Do you understand if this is really for you? Because it, it, it it's not an overnight success. It's not an overnight success. It takes it takes a long time to get to the top. What are some of the things that can make an artist develop faster working with you? I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't catch the first part. I'm sorry. I was saying, what are some of the things that can make an artist develop faster by working with you? Because, you know, management can't do everything. But what are some okay. things that an artist can do in order to speed up the process they can develop faster by working with you. Because now, like, okay, I'm signed, you know, I'm signed to your management company. Now my life is ten times easier. What can they do, you know, what can they do on their own to help the process go faster with you? Keep doing what they've been doing before they got with me. And now that they have me, um, um, go a step further because um, I could push you harder than what you could push yourself. And I'm not going to do that for you because um. At the end of the day, you are the artist, and you don't want to be on the stage. You don't want to be in front of the cameras most of the time. Mm-hmm. As long as they keep doing what they've been doing, and that um, their production, keep going to the studios, making sure their music's correct, making making sure on the business side everything is intact that we're supposed to be at, um, making sure that their performances. Is perfection, you know, practice. Practice makes things so much easier on yourself. So when you go on that stage in front of who knows how many people, you'd be more relaxed if you practice and understand what you're doing and make right, sure everybody's Right, but if I'm an indie artist and I just signed to you mm-hmm. and now I'm working with your brand, your management company, what are some things... And just say I'm green, but I got talent. You know, I'm, I'm I'm green, but I got talent. What are some things that you would advise me to do outside of you? I know to keep doing what I'm doing, but what are some things that you would advise me to do outside of you to keep certain things, you know what I'm saying, to help me grow faster? Because, you know, if I got a, you know, if you, if you, it's like, you know, Biggie, Biggie had a great talent, but there was no internet back then. There was no, oh, was that? You know, yeah, he had, he didn't have, he had Mr. C, <laughs> right? And then Mr. C took him over to Puffy, and then it was like, okay, let's move this. So, but Puffy did some things, but Big had to do some things too. Whether it be start trouble, whether it make to the studio on time, whether it be, you know, you know, trying to work on his craft. Listen, what are some things that an artist can do working with you? That, it, that that they need to do on their own. What just give them some jewels in the game because they're listening. What are some things that that they can do to help make themselves that have to help make themselves better? Say for instance, if they're performing, understand how the way they perform from the first time to the the second time to the third time. See how the way you improve yourself. When you recognize how the way you improve yourself, you master it. You master it. You keep on mastering it until you, until they don't have no other choice to watch you. Mhm. Because that's what you want. Okay, to do. You want you trying to you trying to make them understand that. Um, I might have did a little swirl last week, but now I'm making it a little bigger swirl. Mhm. 
So self-examination is always good. Self-examination is always good. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be more relaxed with yourself when you're in front of a bunch of people um, singing your song and making sure that that music is going to stick to them and they're going to groove with you. That's what you want. You want them to pay attention and groove with you. I always tell them, study, study the mainstream artists. See how the way they grasp their crowd, why they keep that crowd, why their music is so perfection to the point that they love it and they'll keep listening to it over and over again. Now, here's another good question that people ask a lot. Like, and I know you can't give a certain number, but for any artist, when they sign a deal, whether it be with a small label or a bigger label, what should, let, let's talk the business a little bit. What can they expect financially, like, um, you know, when it comes to just the, the ones and twos of, of the business side? Like, I'm an indie artist. I want to sign a deal. What's, like, the lowest deal that, that you've probably ever seen out there for indie artists to sign? Just, just kind of give me like an example. In numbers, or just of an example. In numbers, numbers as an example, like you know, it could have been twenty thousand dollars one. No, like mm-hmm. a three thousand dollar one, and that's just, just like for heavy promotion. They might throw them, um, they might throw them some shows because of their, like how the way their performances. But it, that's just letting them know that you on a stepping um a stepping stone right now. Okay, now you got to really improve yourself. You got to prove to these people that you want more than that. Mhm. You deserve more than that. Now you got to prove to them that why you deserve more than that. So basically, I can get a three thousand dollar deal. That could be some money, and then they book them for some show. Nah, that wouldn't be no money. That's no money right there. Not no, not no pocket money. That's not even. That's a right. That that no, right. that might be just um, enough for studio time, and maybe maybe right. have to throw in a a, a a video, maybe a video. The videos cost more than that. Well, professional video. Right now, when somebody is with you, as far as you know, your goal is to get them obviously a deal that can that can be structured where they have what. Again, um, everybody's not fit no. for certain deals. Uh, um, okay. Um, no, no. What I'm saying is that okay, I'm signed to your management company. You try to so when say a label, XYZ label says, you know what, you know Pam, I like your artist Jay Good. Uh-huh. What type of deals do you do? Do you try to broker for your artists to make sure that they have this, that, this, that inside the contract? What are some of the things that you want to make sure that the artists have in the contract itself as okay. far as things well, that they may need? Well, for say, for instance, if they um a label comes um and offer um uh, a couple hundred thousand dollar um deal. Say a five hundred thousand dollar deal for um for an artist for distribution for them to they have to drop at least 
two to three albums within a, um, a three-year span, mm-hmm. right? And um, those albums have to make more than what the um, distribution is, so everybody make money off of. Um, when you say more than a distribution, what do you mean? But like I said, say say that if the distribution was for um, a half a million, that's five hundred thousand, right? Um, they have to make at least triple, double or triple the amount, um, more than what that um distribution is. So everybody make money off of it, be able to make money off of it, get the product, get the um music out where it's supposed to be at. They have to the contract have to consist of um. How many um hours they looking for, um, the revenue behind it, um, the exposure, the uh, the promotion, the um the marketing plan, everything have to be within that um that contract, um for for me to sit there and agree on and the artist to agree on to go a step further with it. If they're not offering a certain amount of percentage for each area and stuff. It's no deal with me then. It won't be no deal with me. I mean, I I was offered um, 2.5 million deals. I had one, the highest one was 3.5 million deal for me to open up my own label. And that's for distribution. And when you say distribution, you're meaning what exactly? So everybody understands. Um, for distribution, distribution is to um, to market the music to um, X amount of countries. They um, they will have a certain amount of shows they have to do, um, promotion, the exposure. Um, oh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. No, I got you. I understand. It's a lot included. It's a lot included. Um, especially if that artist is up to part for that. They have to be up to part. They have to have a certain amount of albums. They definitely have to have a certain amount of albums to keep that label want to push, push them. And they will be under um, stipulations that's under a contract. Mm-hmm. They would definitely have to be, they would definitely will be under a contract to get the, um, to get the product out, product out. Excuse me. Now, most indie artists, they feel like, okay, I got this deal, I got this money, I'm on top, that's it. At that moment when they sign that contract, what goes, what should they be focused on? How hard is it for the average indie artist to, to, I guess, to handle all their success? And what kind of pressure does a label put on them? Well, they put a lot of pressure because... They put if they especially if they're putting up the money for them to um um to get them recognized and stuff um it's gonna be a lot of pressure. They have like I said before, they have a, a certain amount of shows they have to do. They have um a certain amount of albums they have to be it have to be produced. Um, mm-hmm. Studio time is the killer part, and then when it comes to the video production, you know. It's a lot. They 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 do pressure them, and they have to live by it. They give them um, upfront money sometimes. Most of the time, they give them upfront money, and so. And, but most of the time, that upfront money is for 
them to do their studio time. The the video, it, you know, it's no so fun that's having. Not just their money. No, it's not just their money. It's that they have to utilize that money for other areas. Yes, you're, you're going to live. Yes, you do. You have to live. And so you have your bills. you got to have a roof over your head and everything. But you have to remember, it don't stop at that point when somebody giving you money. That's not free money. you working. you got to work. Mm-hmm. These, um, these industry people is not going to lay, lay um, uh, uh, to save as a $500,000 check on the table and say, here, you sign for this, this is yours only. Ain't nobody giving up free money like that. You have to work for that. Right, but I'm saying is that once they sign that paper to be on that label, how how much is the pressure? I mean, how hot does it get for them? Like, like what? Do, yeah, okay. Explain, I guess, speak briefly about how artists have failed to handle it and the ones who've done well, what they've done, kind of explain the mindset of the label and the mindset of the actual artists. Because I'm sure once they say, okay, we invested half a million dollars in you, now what? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for the labels, um, the industry, they have expectations. You know, if they're going to um, put their label on your product, they expect you to make sure you produce that product, make sure you're out there promoting yourself. Because, like I said, that's not free money at all they're giving you. Because in all reality, you have to work. If you you was working before at a regular job, you got to keep up with that regular job. They, they have expectations for you to do this, that, and the third. That means you have chores, you have, you know, duties, whatever you want to call it. Those are things you have right. So what happens if an artist... Otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be a breach of contract, and then that's a whole lot of legal stuff that's going to be going on. A whole lot of legal stuff. And if you don't have the back end for it, you're, you know, the best bet is to just oblige by what you're supposed to go. You signed your name on the contract. Everybody always say read the contract before you sign. You never put a on your life. Right. So, so question. What happens when an artist gets a deal like that, and then they don't, and then they flop. You know, like... They flop. They're going to be in court a lot. They're going to be in court a lot. Because it's it's, it's a lot of stipulations. Like I said, they under, I don't know, say for instance, if they're under a one-year contract, if they don't fulfill that one-year contract with a consistent, it's that they're going to be in court. They're going to be in court. But they're being court the same thing with my contract. Done. My contract consists of certain um, stipulations that's in there they have to oblige by. You know, I try to be very fair and not be so hard and be a little bit more um, compassionate, but I have a business I'm running just as well, too. So for artists flopping they're going back and forth to court, if they don't have the money, these artists don't have the money to pay back the label, why would the label take them to court? Because that's like a breach of contract. They have if they if they own a a three year contract, they expect within the three years they put to have a certain amount of albums, album release, and 
revenue behind that album of making to keep that label going just as well. Absolutely. And they sell. Uh, but but what if my album flopped and you just invested half a million my album sold ten thousand copies? You know, for instance, ten thousand like, units. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I'm using an example. Like like it, um, be, um, it had to be reevaluated. Then it had to be reevaluated. Then they had to go back into yeah. the studio. It's 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 going to be a whole lot of stuff. They have to um um redo the project. Right, because yeah, it's just like and that's more money being kicked out. That'd be more right. money being like kicked you, out. It's just like we take a Rihanna when she first got a Def Jam, she was, you know, not you know very you know she was a very humble person and well her yeah. music was very humble and she wasn't mm-hmm. like it is now you know but it, she didn't sell a lot of records at first you know because you know what it is um well she was just starting out. And so, so they had to come up with another master plan, is to market Correct. her a, a different kind of direction, to bring to make sure to have, for her music to be alive. You know, so they had to come up with an image for her. Okay, now the image is working for her. Oh yeah. So now her music is more alive because of her image. It's not because of her music. It's because of her image. You know, when they see that one area is not working out too well, okay, this, this, just saying, just saying for instance, this young lady right here, she's very pretty, so that means we could put her in other areas that will bring the music alive. And that's what happens, you know. No, you're right. That's exactly what happens. You know, so you could believe talking. in the person. Mm-hmm. You could believe in the person and stuff to the utmost. And so you're going to find different things that might fit for them, and it works. So that's what you have to work on and keep that alive to make the other areas that wasn't so much of a lie to bring it out. Right. Tonight we are talking to Pamela Brown, who is CEO, who is the CEO of TV Management Inc. She has she is one of the top music managers and runs one of the top music uh, management companies uh, in North America. Hailing out of New York City, it's an honor to be talking with her tonight. As she's dropping jewels on the industry, artist development, the business side with contracts and deals, what the artist needs to do, social media, how that affects the artist. Um, she is dropping a wealth of knowledge. Tonight our show is sponsored by Hair by Shaylin. That's H A I R B Y C H E L Y N N dot com. That's Hair by Shaylin, the one of the top leading hair distributions companies in North America out of Chicago, Illinois. One hundred percent human, unprocessed hair. Hair by Shaylin dot com and and Moreno B H L V the number one sparkler wine right now in America, sponsored by Drummer Boy Fresh. Pamela, let's talk a little bit about social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some time. Let's talk about how important is social media for indie artists and why should indie artists 
you know, definitely have that high their priority list as far as making sure that their social media network is strong. Oh, it's it's like it's most important besides them um, making sure all they um, their tracks and everything is being copywritten. Um, it's it's very important for them to promote themselves, put themselves all over the social media, let people know who they are. They have to promote their stuff before they start promoting their music. So people will blend mm-hmm. what the music is to this person. Why is this person, um, you know, putting out this track? You know, um, when they get the fans to um, love their music and love themselves, love the artist themselves and stuff, um, that puts up the um, the green light, letting um, others know that's within all over the world that this is this artist right here is it's gonna make it. It's gonna mm-hmm. make it. I would love to buy their music. I would love to buy go on iTunes or wherever they have it at. It's very important for them to have it. Get a promotion team. You gotta get a promotion team to help you promote your music. You could promote it yourself. You could go on the website, make sure you copy and paste your links all over the social media and stuff, but to have others to follow you, it's very important. There's certain times of the um that day you have to promote morning, noon and night. That's why it's important for them to, um, when they get themselves to a certain level, now it's time for them to get them a promotion team, a marketing team, a PR team. Most of the time, the PR teams do a lot of the promotion for them. And so that's how a lot of them get the, the major shows, the um, the contracts that consist of them doing movies, soundtracks, endorsements. Stuff like that. Yeah, social media has changed the way that indie artists or artists, period, have to yes, promote have. themselves because because it's it's so vital um, yes, to just where vital. everybody yeah. is. Yes, it's so vital anybody where everybody that have is. A product, anybody that have a product that wants to be put out there. They need to utilize the Internet. The Internet is the most powerful thing in this world right now. This is how we move and this is how we live in, through the Internet. That's why it's very important as an artist, and you're trying to be um, a tremendous artist, you must put yourself all over the social media. Tell them a little something about you. Blog about yourself. Just throw a right. picture up. Let them know who who it is. If you have music, put your music out there. Whatever product right. that you have that needs to be put out there, utilize the Internet. The Internet right. is stuff very like, powerful. Right, stuff like websites, mobile websites, mobile all apps. All that, all that, all that. Very important. Believe it or not, you, the people in the international world love our music. They love our. They adore our music. They enjoy our, mu- our music. 
Yes. Talk a little bit about that as far as the international side of the music business. Because a lot of indie artists, you know, they don't have, they don't focus on the international side. They don't focus on putting their music overseas or building an overseas crowd. How how do you help with that? Well, um, through the Internet. Through the Internet. Um, when I post up new music that the artists that um, I'm working with, I throw it up on my social medias. And so I have, like, I have a lot of people on my social medias. So these people, not only from the United States, they're from all over the world, okay? Mm-hmm. And they they definitely converse with me today. They see the work I do and stuff, so they listen. They wait for me to put up stuff or videos or track or whatever it is, even a picture of them and stuff, just to see who I'm mm-hmm. working with. And right. they see how hard and where their music been at and how um, good it's been selling or just getting the fan base they're supposed to be and stuff. They um then they want to start um interacting with the artists. That means they start making offers to them, making Got offers to, them to um to come and do a show, to, eat, to be on a tour. It's remarkable what the internet does, how well the connections could be. Yeah, the internet has definitely, like I said before, everything is direct to consumer. You know, it's right yeah. there. Yes, it is. You yes, know. it is. You know, you it's can go direct. No, man. It's a beautiful well, yeah, and, and, well, to well, to us, is a gift and a curse because, like, a lot of a lot of artists think they're entitled because of the internet because they know that with the right song or the right person looks at it that they can blow up. So. Mm-hmm. They take for granted the grind you got to put in because the internet can expose you different. I mean, even look. I mean, I mean, look at Cassie. She had a a YouTube video and you know blew up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it went viral. <laughs> it went it went berserk. Yeah, and then the rest is history. Now she's now she's modeling. She's acting. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's she's, just she's, what I'm saying. They see other things within within the areas that um then just that one area that she's been working with, they see a different outlook of her now. You know, they see that she could be marketed in a in a different way. Right. All different kind of areas, you know. They find out, they find out through her bio, um, that she you know, probably done some acting or commercial here when she was a child or whatever, you know, they pick up on all that all that stuff. They do they do a background check to see um, what that particular artist been up to? Right. Some yeah, artists, some yeah. artists just don't want to go no further than where they at. That's just being like just underground. You're just staying right there. Mhm. You know. Now, you know, for some final comments, what are some things? That you, what's some advice that that you would like to share, or final thoughts that you have to give indie artists and people that want to be in the business? What what are just some some great jewels in the game that you have to leave them with to think about? Believing yourself, believing yourself. Keep working very hard to um um for what you've been doing for the past x amount of time. Um, 
keep keep God in your life, because He's the only He's the biggest believer of them all. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, how can people get in contact with you? You want to shout out some of your social media um, handles, sure. your your Twitter, your Facebook. Go ahead and shout that out. Sure. Um, I'm on Facebook, Pamela Brown. You'll see my logo, PB um, PB Music Management. Um, on Instagram, PB Music Management. Twitter, um, it'll come up as on PBE518. Um, Say it again, twice. PBE518. Okay. Okay. I'm on the lengthy business page, Pamela Brown. Oh, I, it's a long list. <laughs> I'm all over the social media. You could, you could. Well, with just the basic ones that they can get you, you know, like Twitter, Instagram, you know, right. Facebook. So, like, so, what's your Facebook? Pamela Brown PB Music Management. Pamela Brown PB Music Management. And another thing, um, Harlem Names Radio Station. They nominated me for Music Management of the Year. You could um, yes, congratulations. The website. Thank you very much. You can go to their website. It's www.harlemlanesradio.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll find me under the category of managers and producers, PB Management. And vote for me. Don't forget that. Vote for me. Say the website one more hard. time. <laughs> www.harlemlanesradio.com and vote for me. Go to the bottom of, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see the category. It says managers and producers. You'll see PB Management. Vote for me. Exactly. You heard it right here. Vote, vote for Pamela Brown. She is up for one of the most. She she's up for one of the most prestigious awards as far as Music Manager of the Year. We're so proud and honored to have her here tonight. Uh, she's been serving that community for so long, helping dreams come true. Once again, tonight our podcast was sponsored by Hair by Shaylin. That's H A I R B Y C H E L Y N N dot com. Hair by Shaylin, one of the leading human hair distribution companies in North America. Also, a show is sponsored by Amarena BHLV, and the number one sparkling wine in America right now. Once again, I'm Jonathan Wright with the Be Ready for the Moment podcast, powered by the Shayland Media Network, Power 104 FM, and Renegade Revolt, and Power 98.5. We're signing off. Once again, Pamela Brown, it has been a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and sharing your gift with the world. Everybody, tune in next week. Um, Check the blogs very soon so we'll have our our guest list out again. Thank you so much. Signing off. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Have a blessed night. night. You too.